Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Hearing from God brings security, and security brings accountability. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are helping believers live out the kingdom in the context of their culture and the local church. Hey, on our last podcast, we talked about dreams, and I outlined some dreams in the scripture, and hopefully I I brought like a tangible handle to you on dreams, because after all, dreams are promised to us, and I do think, as with many things, we have more of an uh, experiential theology about things, especially more spiritual things like dreams and visions, than we do a biblical theology. So that's my goal here, is to equip you to be a biblical thinker. So I kind of want to review that a little bit and then add some commentary to that. And then you can listen to the last podcast. And if there's something in this that really, you know, stirs your heart, I mean, go to those dreams that I outlined. Go to those dreams and study them and see what you learn from them. But let's let's talk about them. I'm going to give you about, oh, maybe eight or nine points today, depending on how I break it up. Number one, God is the initiator of both godly dreams and visions. It's God that initiates them. You can ask for them. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking. And as I think I shared in the last podcast, sometimes even at night before I'm going to bed, I'll say, God, if there's something you're trying to speak to me that I'm not hearing you from, uh, you know, that I, please give me a dream. Let me soak it in in my spirit because, you know, the Bible says the spirit nor neither slumbers nor sleeps. And I've got a couple real good testimonies about, you know, God speaking to people that way. But God is the initiator. These are not things of the flesh. These are not just aspirations or ambitions. Now, I've never had an open vision. I've had a number over the years and over 44 years of ministry, I've had significant dreams. I don't get them every month. I, I don't know. There's probably a year or two that have gone by where I don't get, get them. And I, I've probably had six or eight, what I would say, defining dreams, maybe a little more than that. I don't keep count, but I know there are significant dreams I've had that have caused me to have faith and obedience in an area to take a direction that I wouldn't have done otherwise. Uh, But I've never had an open vision. Now, several times while completely awake, I've seen into the spirit world where my senses were not suspended but where I was clearly seeing something. And I think that's the biblical definition of discerning of spirits because the the two times I'm thinking of, I saw demonic activity. I literally saw into the, into the spirit realm while everything else in the room was just as natural. I was just seeing the demon that was at work. And again, in 44 years, that's happened twice. Obviously, I don't have the gift of discerning of spirits, but I needed it at that time, not my primary gift. So God is the initiator of these things, okay? Uh, And one of the things that I I, I just want to reemphasize is I think sometimes we look at people that have dreams and visions, say, oh, that equates to spirituality. No, it equates to God getting a message across. As a matter of fact, I joke about it and I say, 
You know, I think God speaks to me in dreams sometimes because he can't get through to my thick head other times. I think there's more truth to, to that than than we think. I think we say it in tongue-in-cheek, but, but I think there is truth to it. And it's one of the reasons God promised dreams and visions to us, okay? And I know people who I do not consider to be highly spiritual that have had very significant dreams and visions. So that leads me to the next point. The dream and the vision is not about the person that receives it. It's about the person that gives it, okay? So how do you authenticate a dream? That its focus is on God and it glorifies God, not the teller of the story or the receiver of the dream. Obviously, they become part of the uh, you know biography of the dream, but that's not what it is. The third point I want to make is simply this. Dreams bring clarity and not confusion. If you get a dream from God, things will be more clear, not more confusing. Absolutely, hands down, every text in the Bible about dreams, there is no contradiction about that. That doesn't mean that you may know everything about the dream. There may be things yet unfulfilled about the dream because every time God speaks to you, whether through a still small voice or the scripture or a prophetic word, part of that is to instigate you to get you to seek God more, not so that you don't have to seek God at all. But the bottom line is, is that dreams bring clarification, not confusion. If you've had a God dream, there's something that has been made more clear to you, not necessarily that you know everything to do, because there's always going to have to be an engagement of faith. Okay, which brings me to my next point. Okay, dreams require a response, and usually that response is an act of obedience. So there may be a big part of the dream you understood, maybe part that's not clear, but the part you understand requires an act of obedience. You're going to have to pick up the phone, you're going to have to make the call, you're going to have to buy the airline ticket, you're going to have to write the check, you're going to have to go and humble yourself, you're going to have to make a proclamation, you're going to have to do a defined act of obedience and then maybe there will be more clarity. But dreams from God bring clarity and not confusion. They bring hope and faith and not fear and terror, okay? And we have to understand that. It's going to require a response, and I think most often that response is going to be an act of obedience, okay? the We talked about this in the last podcast. I want to stand by this. When God gives a godly man or woman a dream, they do not need a third party to interpret it. There's nowhere in the Bible where a godly man or woman received a dream and it had to be interpreted by somebody else. That doesn't mean that you can't talk about the dream and ask people for input, and this is what I saw, but you're going to have the basic nutshell of that dream. There's no dream interpretation in the Bible except when the dream is given to ungodly people, like Daniel is the primary illustration of that, and we talked about that in the last podcast, because the dream is God speaking to you, okay? And we hit this point already, but I want to just hit it again. The dream ultimately is about the dream giver. 
It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about him orchestrating it. And you become simply a player in God's movie, in God's play that he's working at. You become an actor of that, but he is the author of that. He is the divine architect of that. And that's what it should say to everybody that's watching. It should want people to draw closer to God and to hear from God, not just be amazed by you that you had a dream or that you had a vision, okay? You shouldn't shy away from declaring what God shows you. You should be willing to have that tested. I think that goes without saying. When I hear somebody that has a dream or a vision and they don't want to have it examined or compared to Scripture, then I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to repeat that dream. I'm not going to give them a platform for that dream. I'm not going to believe in that dream because hearing from God brings security and security brings accountability, okay? It's just that simple. Let's be real about how this works. Okay, let's move on. A dream gives you a picture, not just information. So God can speak to you, he can give you information, but he gives you a dream, you see something, and sometimes when you see that thing, you don't know it until you don't know all the details. I'll give you I'll give you an illustration. One time I had a pastor friend, I knew they had to move into, you know, they were looking for land, for property, for building. And I had a dream. And in this dream, I had a very vivid, clear picture of pulling up to a building and exactly what it looked like. And that doesn't mean I could describe everything, but I would know it when I saw it. And I shared that with him, okay? And it was so clear. It was many years ago. And if I pulled up in front of that building today... I could describe it by that dream. A picture is worth a thousand words. And if you force me to write out what I saw, I could never cover the detail in what I saw. Okay, so that's that's very important. And uh, God gives you a dream like that so that you'll cling to the picture that he shows you and that you won't compromise that or settle for second best. And God will show you things to confirm it. You know, we've got, I've got a dear friend, Pastor Joe Kelly. He's a part of NRP. He's got one of the most incredible dream stories. And I've walked with Joe for many years. Now, Joe is a prophet, so he moves in this area more than I do. But God gave him a dream about India. He showed him a particular picture of a wall. And on this wall, there were some defining marks and there was a hole in the wall. He was preaching out of state, I think like several days later. He And in his sermon, he talked about it. There's a lady from India that doesn't go to that church that was visiting the area for a funeral. And Joe described what he saw in the vision. And she pulled him aside and said, I know the wall you're talking about. And there was this Holy Ghost moment. Joe ends up going to India and he sees the wall that God showed him in a dream that he proclaimed in a sermon he was preaching. And that has led to a massive investment in India for a number of years and great fruit coming out of it. So there's the practicality of the dream. If you're ever around Joe, ask him to tell you the story. I'll tell you, the first time I heard the story, I, I'm not a goosebump guy. But I had my goosebumps had goosebumps, okay? It was so powerful, and it's led to an incredible impact 
in the nation of India because God gave him a dream and that woman that was there grieving realized that the dream that she had for her nation was not dead. Incredible, incredible, powerful story. He is the God of dreams and he gives us dreams. And I've outlined to you how those dreams work and you don't have to be afraid by those dreams. You don't have to be intimidated by those dreams. You don't have to wait for other people to have those dreams. You can have a dream. You're spiritual enough for God to give you a dream. How about that? Hey, I hope this stirs your heart. Uh, would you would you like tell somebody else about this podcast? Would you send them the link or like it or do all those frantic, crazy social media things people do? But let's get the word out. I think I'm throwing out some good hot hot bread here that would feed people's lives and cause them to be fruitful in the kingdom. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. God promises to give us dreams and visions and is the initiator of them. When he gives them, they aren't about the person who receives them, but about the one who gives them. Dreams give a picture, not just information, and they require a response. When God gives us a dream, it brings clarity and not confusion. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.